0: MGFB Properties Incorporated versus 495 Production Holdings, LLC et al. Good morning, Counsel. Good
1: morning, Your mm-hmm. Honors. I'm, I'm Bill Cash. I represent the appellant's MGFB properties, and I'll refer to us as the Florabama Establishments. And may it please the court. The district court erred in two intersecting ways. One, the district court inappropriate, inappropriately applied the summary judgment standard, acting as a finder of fact on several issues that were disputed. Those issues should have gone to the jury. That issue intersected with the district court's other error, The district court's selection, the district court's finding that the defendants did not have any ill intent in appropriating our mark, led the district court to adopt a heightened.
2: We have some,
0: but counsel, we have some predicate things to decide before we get there, right? I mean, so part of what we have to do is to decide what the appropriate test is. What you're sort of. going to the end, which is if we apply the likelihood test and if we apply it like we normally would for a regular case, which you think we should, then the district court didn't apply things appropriately. But before we get there, we have to decide what kind of case this is, whether footnote 5 applies, all of those sorts of things. So let's let's talk about some of those issues, OK?
1: Absolutely so our position is that footnote five does apply it was part of the core holding of Rogers this court adopted Rogers in University of Alabama versus
2: assume
0: with me for the moment that the only thing that your client does is is have a bar that's it sure would would footnote 5 apply under that hypothetical
1: no and it wouldn't matter we would still be able to prevail on the
0: I, 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 I just i get i get that but would footnote 5 apply in the, in the hypothetical i gave you
1: if we were solely a bar and we were not a first amendment business producing live music producing books producing um concerts right. distributed by the defendant if we were solely a bar just selling alcohol and food which is not our facts here right then yes footnote 5 wouldn't apply
0: Okay, at what point does, does a commercial business, and your client clearly is a commercial business, right, at what point does a commercial business turn into a First Amendment expression entity of some sort?
1: I, I think it's worth looking at the core business of, of this particular establishment. And the record was undisputed that, that the Florida <laughs> Bar was a legendary place for live music the real attraction to go to the floor establishment establishments is live music that's what separates it from all the other establishments
0: but but the title as i understand it if we rogers is what, what 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 rogers did did a couple things sort of novel that everyone's accepted including us which is that the title to a work of art is, is itself per expression no one really had said that explicitly before Correct. how is Floribama a title to a work of art? You may produce art, but how is Floribama a title to a work of art? Floribama is our brand for producing... It's a brand. You and I are on the same page. It is a brand. Coca-Cola is a brand. Pepsi-Cola is a brand. Nike is a brand. Those phrases, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Nike, are not artistic expressions. They are a, a commercial brand. Right?
1: This is true. floribama was used in the title of expressive works particularly the floribama jamma the kenny chesney concert derivatively as like if i wrote a
0: song like you know judge luck likes pepsi then pepsi would be in the nature of my song but pepsi wouldn't be an artistic expression a work you would agree
1: i don't know that i would agree because of the holding that the title of a work is part of the expressive intent
2: um, of the artist can I ask a, a predicate question? Which is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever adopted this footnote for this title-to-title exception. Have we ever adopted that? No. And so the Ninth Circuit, in a decision about Empire, said, you know, it doesn't even make sense to have this sort of exception because you can just go straight to the question of of whether um, there's confusion uh, of the source. Do you what do what you say about whether we should just even just not adopt this and just follow the Ninth Circuit's empire decision?
1: I think this court should follow the Second Circuit's decision in, in adopting the, the footnote. Yeah, and that's well, not and just in the footnote in Rogers. It also comes. Out the
0: well, I, I, and I think the answer, but look, not the answer. What I'd like for you to do is tell us why. Yeah. like why would you want us to do that? Because I, I actually think there might be some reasons why one would want to do that. But I'm interested to hear what your your thoughts are. Uh,
1: you know the. the The policy that's trying to be vindicated in Rogers is to to balance First Amendment rights to express an artist's legitimate artistic intent against the right of of the public not to be confused or misled about the source of the work. And that's what animates Rogers, and although Rogers Puts this in a footnote, the the body of the Rogers opinion starts out saying we shouldn't, we don't want to have confusion among um, creative works. If you don't adopt the footnote, if you don't say that confusingly similar titles should be judged on a likelihood of confusion, um then you get into an interesting case where a third infringer could come along later and make us a, make a is, is the,
0: the response from both uh amiki from your opposing counsel and from the ninth circuit i believe is that the second element the confusion element in roger's test kind of takes care of all of this so why do we need this separate carve out
1: because the because i i'm not sure that i agree the second element gets to a confusion about the source of the work
0: is it an explicit confusion isn't that essentially the test as long as there is some that
1: where an explicit confusion is defined as where if you know the observer the objective observer reading the title is thinks the title is saying i am from this so you know if it were to say um hbo's game of thrones that that tells you it's from hbo so when, when the test talks about- well, What you're telling me is the test is
0: really hard to meet, but not that, not that it, doesn't, it doesn't cover the same, same sorts of things.
1: I think it's a little off course for where I wanted to go, but I, I think the, the Californication case is a good example. The Red Hot Chili Peppers have a song called Californication. A second TV network then came out with a show with the same title. Um, and the court pointed out that if we don't judge confusingly similar titles in the same way, nothing stops a third person from also coming out and using the same name. Um, because the, the explicit confusion element doesn't get to the question of where the source of the work is. What was really at focus in that hypothetical is how am I supposed to distinguish between song A, TV show A, and TV show B?
0: Can I go back to where I started? So uh, in, in assuming footnote 5 applies, assuming we would apply it, in determining what is, what is title versus title cases. Does it matter that the, the, the trademarking was not done as an artistic work, but that the trademarking was done for branding, and then it got incorporated later into some artistic works? That seems to be somewhat of a, it. in other words, there seems to be a big difference between a movie, Ginger and Fred, um, as, as trademarked as Ginger and Fred, versus Pepsi, which makes its way into a song that Pepsi wants to do for advertising purposes.
1: I think the focus really should be on um, whether the mark has any distinctiveness. And the record was pretty uncontroverted here that Floribama has only been associated with our establishments. We had an incontestable trademark, which under the Knights of Malta case in this circuit stands for quite a lot. Um, Viacom had the ability, in fact, to contest our trademark during the time they were developing the show. They knew about us, they had done our tra- trademark search, they failed to contest us. We have a very strong mark.
0: There's no doubt about that, but the question is, the mark is done, as I understand it, for you know, package business, uh, restaurant, uh, live entertainment venue, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I think maybe mullet tossing as well.
1: Uh, I think it is.
0: I, I agree. That's why I said it. <laughs> what is it? Mullet tossing. The the fish the fish
3: know what you're saying not not that
2: hair not people with mullets um, judge all <laughs>
3: um, titles, titles uh, to titles that's
2: that's definitely not an artistic endeavor <laughs> um, so can I ask well, you can I ask you to address um, this question so one concern I have about applying the title to title exception here is something that Judge Luck sort of hinted at which is if we do that here. Is there anything that prevents Coca-Cola, which has you know, a huge museum close to here, from saying, well, look, our title is involved in artistic expression because we have a video that we show to all the people who come to our museum. Um, and so that would stop, I would think, people from using the word Coca-Cola in a song or in a book or whatever. What, what do you say about that? I would say,
1: I read that hypothetical, and I would say the distinction there is Coca-Cola's core enter, core business is not entertainment. It is clearly a food
0: business. Yeah, but entertainment, entertainment is shifting it a little bit. It's Is it, is it an artistic work? Not is it the entertain, paramount? which is an entertainment company, is not, wouldn't be title versus title. It's the movies themselves they make that the title. So it can't be just entertainment business, right?
1: Uh, that's, that's correct. Okay. I, we don't need the confusing titles, confusingly similar titles for yes. no, to prevail, because God, all yes, one the test is whether there's artistic relevance between the work and um, the work. And I think the critical it, thing it, here it, is that, I'm sorry, I have Go right. ahead,
3: finish your sentence now.
1: Defense have acknowledged that when they use Floribama in the title Floribama Shore, they're not describing us. So when they use the mark, they're not making reference to us. That is different from other cases in the record, such as the Barbie group. I
3: I want to explore your concert venue, because you acknowledged if you're just selling food and, and had a bar and all those things, you rely a lot on the fact that you have this concert venue. Is that not correct?
1: If, if we're looking at the confusingly similar titles, exception, your honor. Yes. Yes, the title to
3: title. Are you are y'all in com- competition about this title to title business? Now, it's pretty well established. You you play live music, right? Okay. And when you play live music at a venue like you, and you play, let's say a Beatles song or whoever song you play, you have to get a license to play that song from BMI, ASCAP, or somebody. You're aware of that, right? Yes. I mean, so when you're playing somebody else's song, which is mainly what you do, 99.9% of what you're playing at these concerts are songs you have no artistic interest in them, correct?
1: Well, you can see the artistic.
3: No, you you have a license. You have to get a license. Every song sure. uh, I used to represent BMI. So we'd go around and say, "You don't have a license. You're illegally playing the song." Or ASCAP. I did. Okay. So everything you're playing there, this so-called, it is a concert venue. Okay. How many original songs are you playing there? I know if the business's name: Florida Bama. But I know you said you had one concert. You called it the Florida Bama concert. Is that right?
1: The Florida Bama jamma at which Kenny Chesney performed a song called. Okay And and was that
3: one time, or is it every year, or that was a one-time big deal? That was held once. Okay, So we got that one-time big deal. You do this concert, and you put the Florida Bama name in it. And then have you got any other songs that you own um, the trademark, the copyright, any interest in that have Florida, Bama in the title of the song. I don't think so. Okay, so you're not playing. You don't even own them, and you're not playing those songs because they don't exist, right? Uh,
1: that would be correct.
3: Okay, so to me, there's a big gulf between. Oh, we're a concert venue. We're playing all this music and doing all this stuff, and so it's in our title. For purposes of the footnote. See, I'm concerned that the footnote, whether, I don't know whether you should adopt it or not, we haven't, should we? But to me, this, and I'm just speaking for myself, this comes nowhere close to a title to title because you are not using it as a title. You're not using the name as a title to a song, to an event at the concert or anything. So help me with all of that. How you even come close to a title to title footnote exception?
1: Your Honor, I would not say that the title to title exception is our strongest argument. And I okay. think our strongest argument here was that the district court did not apply the summary judgment scenario correctly in that there was no evidence to show that there was an artistic relationship between their use of our mark and describing our name. This is not a case like Okay. We they needed our mark to describe our name because we're not part of the show. G- Judge brash has got one
2: question, and then we'll finish up. Yeah, I just want to follow up on that. I mean, I, I get that there are some courts that have said that that is the way this works. That you know, uh, you're the Barbie example that you gave, but I'm having a difficult time understanding why that should work that way. Um, I just I go back to the Ninth Circuit's decision in Empire, where the Ninth Circuit says, "Look, this is a common word." Um, it's the fact that the um, TV show is not referring specifically to this other entity is kind of irrelevant uh, for whether it's being used artistically. Um, what, what do you say about that?
1: I would say our case is on all fours with the Rosa Parks case out of the six thirty. Yeah, I just th- I'm just thinking maybe that's not right.
2: I guess is my my point. It's not. Maybe that Rosa Parks case is wrong. Maybe this maybe the idea. I mean, I, can you explain to me why it should be? that artistic significance has to be judged by whether the artist is referring to the Mark Holder and not just whether the it just has some artistic significance.
1: Well, what the, the, what the band did in Rosa Parks is essentially made a song that had nothing to do with her or the civil rights movement, yeah. took her name and stapled it onto their work to sell more copies. That was what Judge Holeshoe found in the Sixth Circuit in, in, in that particular case.
2: But couldn't you also to just like couldn't you also say, Look, I'm a band, I made this song about being mistreated and it doesn't have anything to do with Rosa Parks. It's just about me feeling mistreated, but I'm idling at Rosa Parks, because that evokes something. That's, that's part of my artistic expression. I'm, by titling at Rosa Parks, I, as the writer of this song, am sort of making this connection between my own mistreatment and, and, and her mistreatment. I mean, why wouldn't that be artistic? Let me tie
1: back to this court's precedent in University versus Alabama and, and New Life. The, the painter in that case um, prevailed and got some re- judgment thrown out on this defense because the, this court held that he needed to make reference. But
0: we didn't say, but counsel, we didn't say that necessary was, a, was a, an element of it. It happened to be necessary there, and we said that was one reason why we were granting summary judgment. But at no point, I've read the opinion, at no point did we say it has to be necessary, a component, in order for uh, it to have been artistic. Um, in the same manner that the relevance doesn't have to be there, it's an element to consider, but it isn't a required element of that. I don't,
1: I respectfully, I'm not sure I, I agree there. The, the court said that it would have been necessary to use the colors, use the trademark uniforms to depict those historical <laughs> Just like marks. It was necessary to refer to Fred and Ginger where you had characters who were the Fred and Ginger of Italy. So the court has looked to whether the, the artist really has a need to use the mark. And in this case, they don't refer to the Floribama Package Lounge. They don't refer to the Floribama Yacht Club. They essentially could yeah. have called this, this show Disney Shore. Disney is also an entertainment business in Florida that's not in the show either. Can, it, it, can what's the be difference between Disney Shore and Floribama Shore? Would I, it, have I, been, I, they,
2: would, they would have gotten sued. And- I, I know. I have one last question on this point, which I, I'll just tell you, this, this case law just is uh, difficult to square for me. It seems like it would be worse for the mark holder if the artist is specifically referencing the mark holder's mark. Does, does, that, does that make sense? So I mean, if, you, if they were specifically saying, oh, we're calling this the Bama Shore because we're specifically, refer-, we're like, stealing your mark and using it for our show. So I, I just,
1: I absolutely understand where you're going. And, and it's interesting. It cuts both ways. In their briefs, they go out of their way to say, our show does not describe the bar and has nothing to do with the show. I say, had they done that, they would at least be more in the position of making, say, a commentary about the bar, or a documentary about the bar, or, or telling some kind of story, whether it's authorized or not. You're certainly allowed to, to make a documentary about the people who work here. You can say that terrible things happen at our bar and use our name. What you can't do is make a work that's not related to us whatsoever, take our good name we've established for 60 years in our incontestable trademark, and just staple it onto your show because you were feeling it or because you felt that it screams louder than some other generic name. That's the issue. Thank you. Thank you. you. Good
4: morning. May it please the court? My name is Susan Coleman. I'm here this morning with my colleague Remy Jaffrey of Jenner and Block, and we are representing Viacom CBS, now known as Paramount Global. This is not an ordinary consumer products trademark case, as your honors have pointed out. plants' claims target creative expression, which is protected by the First
0: Amendment. I will say, though, drawing that line on when a title becomes an artistic work is fraught. Um, And it gets us into places that even you and your Miki concede that court shouldn't necessarily be. Um, So I'm wondering where that line is from when something is a title to an expressive work versus a commercial title. Uh,
4: I think actually Your Honor Rogers said um, that the title of a movie, in that case, is an integral element of the filmmaking expression. And it, in fact, requires more protection than the labeling of products. I don't think you need to determine whether or not the title itself is an expressive work and just to take a step back your honor
0: well i, I the council i understand all that but they have they have cited in the record documentaries um, other videos um, at least one song where they've licensed that has used the name and that clearly fits within that definition so i, I uh, again i go back to where do i draw that line from when a when something is a title to an expressive work that falls within Rogers and the title versus title exception and when it does not? Well, I, I don't
4: think you need to get to title versus title here at all. Because I don't think there is any allegation whatsoever about whether or not the, there is a title, even if you grant them that there are a few works. I, and I, would, I, I will get to that. But if you grant them that there are some works that they have some connection to that have Floribama in the title, there is not a single allegation in the record that the confusion is about the title MTV Floribama Shore with any title that they have a connection I, to. I know, but Council, I don't think
0: we have to get there. We, what, the question is simply whether to apply the footnote, as I understand it, is is it a title to an expressive work that is also the title to expressive work of something that you have. and what I'm trying to get with you and try to figure out for myself is where's that line when something becomes an expressive work. It's really easy if I have a movie and I title a movie that's clearly it right but then you have these other things that maybe don't start off as an expressive title but take on the life of some sort of expression. I'm sorry
4: and maybe I'm misunderstanding the question so I want to be clear. Are you asking about whether or not their venue, um, as Judge Hill was asking, my colleague, is an expressive work. Or are you asking whether MTV Florida is I'm asking. An expressive uh, there's no doubt that
0: your title is an expressive work. <laughs> I'm asking about the line. I'm not asking about this specific case. Where is the line from when I decide when a title becomes? a title to an artistic work Um, because you you've you've laid out the hypothetical that that judge brasher has explicitly asked your opposing counsel Mm -hmm. about the coca-cola example Um, coca-cola can't operate as a regular company for 100 years develop a song and then say that that song with the title coca-cola is now a title to an expressive work i i understand that but there's a line there and i'm trying to explore when that line is because what they're saying is we have some songs here and we have some videos and we have things that are artistic and some big ones even that have used the name in there and so it has artistic value, that title.
4: I would, first of all, I'm not sure that I would agree with the premise that, that anything that they have had anything to do with is a title that they are connected to. But, but again, I don't, I'm not sure you need to draw the line because I think when one, if we're, if, when were to apply the exception, and whether or not this is title versus title, I think you need to look at the underlying activity of the artistic expression. And again, I, I and I think it will answer itself. For example, take Twin Peaks. It it was clearly whether or not there was going to be confusion about whether it was Twin Peaks the TV show or Twin Peaks
0: some book. Yeah, but the problem is that that presupposes. Part of the confusion is part of the test. You're telling us to apply the test to determine whether it's title for title. I'm trying to ask you to define for me the the line from when something crosses into expression. It's really easy if I write a book and title the book, Robert's book. That becomes an expressive work of art for my title. Those those are easy. The Ginger versus uh, uh, Ginger and Fred, those are easy. What what seems to me a little harder is when something may not be expressive work. The second that it's trademarked, but that clearly turns into, or could turn into, or does turn into, an expressive work. I think
4: the law. I apologize if I'm not answering your question, but I, I do. I think the trademark law is clear, that in order to have trademark rights in a title, which is kind of what they are suggesting, the trademark has to have secondary meaning, has to be famous, and and that certainly isn't the case here. The record's clear, and they haven't even appealed that is not famous in Florida. So I don't think, I, I would come back to really all they have here is that they are an entertainment Establishment, and I don't think there needs to be any concern about whether that entertainment establishment is getting close to a line of, of ha- being an expressive work.
2: Let's assume that I let's assume that we agree with Judge Locke that it is a difficult line to draw. Would that perhaps be one reason just to not follow footnote five and just reject the title versus title exception and just apply the, uh, the Rogers test? I certainly think should simply apply
4: the Rogers test that it has articulated in the University of Alabama case. I think footnote five is dicta. I don't think, even if wa- the court wanted to consider whether or not in this case it should assert something under uh, footnote five, this, for the reasons I was just speaking about, is not a title versus title case. And you, can, you do not even need to reach the issue. And there may come a day when you do. But you do not need to reach the issue to affirm the decision below.
0: I, I, I tend, I tend, to, counsel. I tend to think that is the better way to handle it. But my, I, I'm still struggling with this argument they make, which is we do have some expressive works that are attached to us, and and I, I've not gotten a satisfactory answer from you on where you draw that line. I thought you were going to say the the trademark application or what you trademark it as is the definitive factor. In other words. I, I get, and it'd be easy to apply testives, if a title of a movie is trademark as a title of a movie, it's clearly an expressive work. And the, the trademarking a bar, a mullet tossing contest, and an entertainment venue is trademarked as that and operates as that for 40 or 50 years before it then starts to produce some 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 things with its name on it. That seems to be a different kettle of fish, no, no pun intended.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I, I, would, I would argue that on this record there is there are no
0: expressive works and you don't Okay. Need to so test, but, uh, counsel let's go to the University of Alabama case because your opposing counsel is telling us that it it requires it, it imposes both a relevancy and a necessity requirement. Now I have to say as as as, as sort of a general matter, I tend to agree with at least where the tenor of Judge Brasher's questions were going about whether we should impose such things. But, but the question for us is, are we required to? Um, so I'll, I'm looking at the relevant passage um, from, uh, from University of Alabama. It's at pages uh, 12, 78, 79. Um, tell me why those do not impose those as requirements, and if not requirements, elements that we have to consider in, a, in factor one of the Rogers test.
4: I don't think that I, I agree with your honor's comment, which, which is, is like I, I don't that. actually think University of Alabama speaks to the needs test at all. There is necessary relevance in in parentheses, but the
0: it's a little more the than pre- it's test. a little more than parentheses i' let me read to you the the, yeah. the relevant sentence here. so in this case, this is the application start it's at it's at uh, um the headnote seven for, for those who still use such things. Uh, quote, the depiction of the university's uniforms and the content of these items is artistically relevant to the expressive underlying works because the uniform colors and designs are needed for a realistic portrayal of famous scenes from Alabama football history.
4: Well, I I don't think, I don't view that language as creating any kind of needs test. Just to go back to Rogers for a second, Rogers rejected a needs test, or the no alternative standard test, saying that it gives insufficient leeway for literary expression. It's unworkable, because I think what it requires you as a court to do, uh, is to determine artistic merit, and I think there's a long history of that is not something that courts should be getting involved in. Um, the court, in the University of Alabama case, for example, just to you know, it it, you, it is not suggesting that the court should determine whether it should be less realism or more realism in the way in which those jerseys were depicted? What if those, you know, whether it should have been people without jerseys at all, so, Does the
0: University of Alabama stand for the proposition that we at least need to consider those as factors in applying uh, the, the the first part of the Rogers test, even if they are not dispositive?
4: No, I do not think you're required to
2: consider those as factors. Oh, here's, here's a question I have about that. So on the one hand, I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense to say that the only kind of artistic expression is, that is covered by Rogers is a reference to the trademark owner. But on the other hand, it's hard for me to figure out if we don't apply that test, what would not, what kind of title to an artistic work would not have some kind of artistic significance? I think that, that the That's a better way of
0: asking the question I asked earlier.
4: A, I think the courts have said it is a very very low bar.
0: I, I, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, do you have, like, any
2: hypothetical at all where you would say, look, here's a title to something that doesn't have artistic significance? I mean, I just, I just can't think of one. I don't,
4: I don't think there, you know, I, I can't, as I stand here today, Your Honor, no, I can't think of one, but I think that um, there is there is no question here in this case that the title is artistically relevant. I think just, you know, the court below found that essentially... And here, I mean, another reason why I think you could get there is it's Florabama. It is geographically descriptive. It is not a, a. there's no secondary meaning. There is, it is essentially describing what's. Can I ask like you a question?
0: Have they painted themselves in a box on that issue? In other words, if they're, they part of their argument is we got to view the record in the light most favorable to them and the likelihood of the confusion. And one of those facts is that you wanted to use our bar, you even called us for a reality show to use our bar. I'm not saying this is. I understand you dispute these facts Mm -hmm. you called us for that you even wanted to put a billboard out front advertising us all these people confused us you wanted to piggyback on our goodwill because you wanted to use us as the basis for this doesn't doesn't that work against them in the relevancy if if it is a relevancy test because it would seem to me then that it absolutely was relevant why a show about partying on the beach in florida would want to have uh the floribama in its name
4: you know i i think Maybe it does, Your Honor, but I don't even think you need to get there. I think it's clear, under the way in which courts have looked at artistic relevance, which is very minimal, that it is artistically relevant. And I think the um, issues about whether it refers to the bar or not, and, frankly, are taken up with explicitly misleading. Well,
0: let me, let me dive into that, because I'm not so sure that's 100% right. So let's take the Rosa Parks case, the one they, they rely on. I, I, I sadly have looked at the lyrics uh, of, the, of that case. And, and there there is a reference to back of the bus. In other words there clearly is a connection i think the sixth circuit got it wrong but i think it got it wrong for that reason there, to me it seems like there is clearly a connection between what the, what the title was and what the content of the song was as relevant to who rosa parks was now a very crude version of that but but at least some reference to it and yet that was found to not be artistically relevant so there's at least some some threshold for where there is a connection, and yet still found to be not relevant. Well, actually,
4: I think that Rosa Parks isn't something the court needs to consider here, because I I would say that the Sixth Circuit sent it back down, noting that the artistic relevancy was a question of fact. It's completely different than what the court is presented with here, and so I don't think it impacts the analysis as to which tests should apply. And I, I think it's a little bit of a red herring for
2: the I mean, so just, I can't, so you can't think of a hypothetical where the title wouldn't be artistically relevant. I can't think of one. Let me just try. Um, wh- I mean, so what if you had just called this TV show The North Florida Shore? Would that, would that be artistically relevant or would it not be?
4: Um, I mean, I don't know whether there are, it, it, it could be. I think there's a couple things here that I, again, I would point out, and I think the record is very clear on this. Um, you know, first of all, every time my client used Floribama, it was MTV Floribama Shore. This was the seventh show after the famous Jersey Shore show. It was artistically relevant because it was defining a subculture, young, Adults who you know were in the Floribama, Florida, Alabama area, they considered Florida shore in that context probably it was artistically. Yeah, without. but
2: I guess that's what's so odd. I mean, your test for artistically relevant is basically the artist had a reason for choosing the title, and and if that's the test, I just can't. I mean, that just seems like that eliminates the first part of Rogers and just says it's always artistically relevant. Well,
4: it, in fact, that is the way the courts have expressed the test, that's, and other than a circumstance like Rosa Parks, where there is a fact question about whether there is a but, t- t- but, t- you, but
0: University of Alabama seems to connect it to, and again, I, I don't. I tend to agree with you, it's not the t- the positive. It's not the floor, which we have to consider. But at least there, they applied it in the context of the painting. It was relevant to what was actually being painted. In other words, there is a strong connection between using the, the uniform of an Alabama football player and painting uh, a, a scene of a al- famous Alabama football scene that you then want to sell and hang up in a museum.
4: Well here I would argue there is a connection between this was a iteration of the Jersey Shore show with young adults playing in the Florida, Alabama geographic area and they were defining that subculture. So I, I think it meets any test you would want to come up with.
0: Thank you very much Council. Thank
4: you.
1: I appreciate a chance to respond directly to that that discussion, because um, it is troubling that they can't think of a single example where the defendant can't win. Um, Their whole argument on artistic relevance here either hinges on one of two things. They stole and copy our name, as the district judge expressly found, or the Floribama region is a real place in the world, which the district judge also found was not true. And there is a fact question here, much as there was a fact question in Rosa Parks, um, that should have been sent back, that the district judge glossed over. There was a lot of evidence in this record that no one uses that name. The trial judge himself said Floribama is not a real place. Everybody calls this Lower Alabama, LA. The, the, when you look at the definitions they have for the Floribama region. they're they're very narrow, from Orange Beach to Pensacola, or from Mississippi to the beaches of Tallahassee, which are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Or from Texas all the way to Jacksonville. There is no Floribana. When they were sitting in the real LA, Los Angeles- There is some
0: survey evidence to suggest that at least some segment of, of their population did view it as a geographic area.
1: In their survey, and that might, well, and that creates the quintessential disputed fact, because we have plenty of evidence on our side to say that that that's not the case, that that's not a real region. There's nothing in this record that says, we're sitting in Los Angeles, we need to make a show, let's go down to Floribama and look for a location to set the show, because Floribama isn't a real region. They went to the region, and they got the name Floribama. So I asked.
0: So you have a ton of evidence, and you want us to read it in your favor, as you should at summary judgment, uh, that says they really were trying to steal from us. I mean, they, they wanted to do it at the bar. They wanted to put a thing there. They wanted people to be confused that we, this was associated with the bar. You even presented evidence that people thought that the castmates would be at the bar. Why is that not go directly to that it was artistically relevant to use that to associate you with the bar. Now, that may hurt them on the second element, but it, on the first element, that would seem to defeat what you're trying to do.
1: I think that's an interesting um, syllogism, except that that's not what they're claiming. They're not saying. I
0: agree, but it, we have to view the evidence. In, it's a de novo review, and we have to view it in light most favorable. So. It, it, it is appropriate to indulge my syllogism. My it's
1: appropriate to look at whether they have adopted our mark and used our mark. It, it's not I don't think it necessarily hurts us that um, by using our mark, it conjures up our name. I think it kind of proves, proves our case that by, by taking an arbitrary word, it may for the second
0: element, if we're in Rogers land, not the, not the footnote, it help it, what it seems to me is it hurts you for the first element. It may help you and may be dispositive on the second element. I don't know yet, but, and we should talk about that. But it seems on the first element though, that it would be artistically relevant, assuming that is the test.
1: I don't think that we can say it's artistically relevant if they themselves are not out there saying, listen, we adopted this title because we wanted to conjure up the Floribama establishment. The reason they they chose this title is because, as they said in their own emails, I'm feeling it. I know we have been to that bar. They wanted to take our name. They didn't want to make a show about our bar. And that's why they run from having the show be about us. They, They repeatedly say, we didn't make a show about your bar because they don't want to claim artistic relevance. I don't, I don't think the evidence is the double-edged sword um, that you describe. I, there is just copious fact evidence. Um, in Appendix 2, there's a great chart that I think says it all. It's a page FNF 2750. They're looking at where they want to set the show. On the left side, Panama City. On the right side, Floribama. And it says here, Floribama bar legendary. These yeah. arrows point like to Pensacola and Orange Beach. They don't point to Panama City. They're described as four separate areas. Where did they set the show? They didn't set it in their own definition of what Floribama is as a region. It's just more evidence that Florida Bama is a is a post-litigation justification for their adoption of our mark. So it's not artistically relevant. And, and you can throw everything about confusingly similar titles away. You can forget about Footnote 5 if you want to. I understand it troubles all three of you. And I don't think it's our strongest argument. But I think our strongest argument is this title is not artistically relevant. It fails the Rogers test. And there is good summary do you, evidence that it's explicitly misleading. If,
0: well. if we adopt the reasoning of empire of the Ninth Circuit, do you agree with me you would lose that argument?
1: I don't. No, I don't. Why is that? I believe that if you followed the Rogers test, there's sufficient evidence here to defeat summary judgment on- I know that, but, but the Ninth
0: Circuit said, and I think Judge Brasher either quoted it or, or summarized it perfectly, which was, they essentially said, it could be either artistically relevant or not, but it's still artistic, an artistic title of the work and would still be entitled to First Amendment protection. That's essentially where the Ninth Circuit shook out.
1: Well, the Ninth Circuit is the Hollywood Circuit, and you'd be following the maximalist <laughs> position of my, my friends on the other side, who cannot find a single limiting principle for this test. Yeah. So you'd still have back the
2: back. confusion aspect, even right. if we followed the Ninth Circuit, though you'd still have your point that by titling this the Flora Bama, they, they're confusing people as to the source of the work, and they're making people think that there's, their TV show is somehow related to your bar, right? Even if we followed the Ninth Circuit? I suppose you would. Thank you, counsel all
0: right thank you very much we're going to call the fourth case
2: mr Sa.